joining me. Welcome to Noah's Window. Mary Alice, on this Tuesday, I'm working on a message for First Wednesday. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I started to say, I don't think I've ever preached a message on the wedding at Cana and the first what marriage that you I'm sure you have. I'm sure I have. <laughs> you know, all these years, I've forgotten, you know, some of the messages, many of the messages that I preach, but I've been really taken by this. And if you want to read uh, the entire story, it's in the book of John chapter two, maybe the first 10 or 11 verses of the book, or the chapter rather. But I want to just focus on one thing that I'm working on in this sermon. And so if you come to First Wednesday, then just act like you haven't heard this before, <laughs> or maybe just say you got a preview on it. But in the story, Jesus and his mother and family and disciples have been invited to a wedding and mm -hmm. in, in, in Cana. And I remember when we were uh, traveling up through Galilee uh, a couple, two, three years ago, and the uh, guide, Henri, who had been assigned to us by the Israeli government, we were on the highway and he pointed to the hills to the right out of the window and he said, Jesus would have walked right over the hills to that uh, wedding. To the wedding. And it, it was just a very beautiful place, but very ordinary. It's almost like the Flint Hills. I mean, now they had trees there. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was but it was kind of like rolling hills. Mm -hmm. And so I could just kind of imagine in my mind, Jesus and his mom and his family and his disciples going to this wedding. And in those days, weddings uh, would sometimes last for days. Mm. Uh, in fact, I guess if it was a large wedding, it could last seven days. Well, in any event, um, I'm, and I'm sure every every dad who has a daughter that paid for a wedding, you can probably identify with this. It was probably toward the end of that celebration, and they ran out of wine. I mean, they they thought they had enough. Mm -hmm. I, I think you know anyone who's planned a wedding or any kind of large event knows that if you're expecting a lot of people and you you need to have provisions or refreshments for them you try to anticipate mm -hmm. you want to have more than enough you don't want to run well out. i know that's a big thing with you you always <laughs> want to have more than enough because somebody extra extras may show up mm -hmm. so uh it was an embarrassing thing I mean, it had been a socially cataclysmically embarrassing thing for this family and i'm guessing now i don't know this for sure but it's likely that they were related to mary mm -hmm. that these these were these were family members mm -hmm. that uh so because mary and I don't know, I sort of say, perhaps she was embarrassed because they were family, but I get the feeling that Mary is a very conscientious person. And you know what it's like, sometimes you can be embarrassed for people that you don't mm -hmm. even know yeah. very well. Mm -hmm. Because this was just a dreadful thing. All the guests are there, people are coming with their plates, you know, to go to the buffet, and they're going with their glasses up to the, you know, to the, to the wine to dip it out. And then they get up there and they're out. And so Mary comes to Jesus and says, <laughs> boy, you talk about wanting to see something on video when I get to heaven. Mm -hmm. Mary comes over to Jesus and says, they run out. And Jesus, and this is sweet. I just, I can't wait to see this on video. Jesus says, uh, it's not my time yet. You know, and, and if you read the old translations, he says woman, but that's a term of honor. Mm -hmm. So he's just basically saying to Mary, it's not my time to begin my ministry. And I love what Mary says because she really doesn't even answer Jesus directly. She doesn't argue with him. She doesn't argue with him. This is so typical of a mom, I guess. She just looks to the people who are, who are working the banquet and she says, whatever he tells you to do, just do. Mm -hmm. Now that's beautiful. That is. That is. And you know, that's still wonderful advice. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Mm -hmm. Well, Jesus at that time steps forward 
And he asked the people who were serving there to fill up some water jars. And these are big water jars that they hold sometimes 20, 30 gallons. And I think there's six of them, if I remember the story right. And he asked him to fill them up with water and he turns the water into wine. Now, I'm gonna talk about a lot of things out of this story, but Mary Alice, the thing I wanna to get to that I think is really important for us to recognize is they thought they had enough resources, but they didn't. Yeah. But it was when they ran out that Jesus stepped in. And I think oftentimes that happens in our life because mm -hmm. God, God's, God's moment of transformation in our lives often happens when we run out of resources. Because we depend on the resources that we have or perceive that we have mm -hmm. um, on our own as long as we can. And it's only when we see that tank completely empty that we often will wait to then to reach out to help. I think so too. And I think oftentimes God allows us to run out of resources mm -hmm. so that we will know that he did mm -hmm. it. I mean, mm -hmm. when you, uh, anyone who's standing around at that moment, I'm not sure everybody at the wedding knew what was going on because the indication is that people were like, oh, the owner just brought out the best yes. wine now. <laughs> but I mean, anyone who was standing around right there, Mary, the disciples, the servants who, the servants. who, who worked mm -hmm. that, they clearly knew that it was God through mm -hmm. G or Jesus who did that miracle. Jesus was God, of course. Um, and I think that's why the Lord allows us sometimes to get to the edge of our resources mm -hmm. so that we'll know that he stepped in. Mm -hmm. And, we, you know, I just wish sometimes we would remember to call on the Lord before we before we get to the end, mm -hmm. um, that we don't get to the crisis moment. But if we are in that crisis moment, um, God certainly can rescue us. Well, I was just thinking as I was praying about this, uh, I woke up very, very early in, in, in the morning, three or four o'clock, and was, this scripture was on my mind. And I was just thinking about how many of God's children had to go right to the edge, mm -hmm. running out of resources. I mean, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to go into the furnace. Mm -hmm. Daniel had to go into the den of lions. The, red, mm -hmm. the children of Israel had to get right up to the Red Sea. Mm -hmm. You know, and oftentimes God has allowed his children to get to that place. And in this case, maybe it was bad planning mm -hmm. or uh, maybe maybe their resources had run out. But they definitely were at a place where, where they had nothing else to provide or to tap into. And I think... Um, you know, I don't know. I love Daniel and, and uh, the, the three Hebrew children were definitely on God's mission. Um, but I think even in this story, it, it's an, um, a, a more of a human situation mm -hmm. where maybe it's bad planning. I mean, I mean, I'm just thinking about the situations that we know of. Well, I think that's our, one thing that causes me to draw a lot of comfort from mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. because oftentimes we will mishandle life. Right. And maybe we mishandle resources, or maybe we plan well. Maybe we didn't plan well, or we just right. had limited resources. But at some out. point, it turned toward Jesus, mm -hmm. you know, and, and he became involved. The thing that uh, I prayed about, thought about, as I was contemplating preaching this for First Wednesday, that meant so much to me, is that when God allows us to run out of resources, or when life allows us to run out of resources, we may be in the very place that God will come and work. Mm -hmm. You know, oftentimes we, we just feel like I'm going down the tubes because I don't see any way forward. I don't see any resources, but really we may be just at the moment right then where it's an opportunity for God well, to step in. And you and I know in our life, when we've been at those moments, 
one of the things it does is it builds your faith because God does step in. Yeah. And and then you remember and then you know and then you grow in knowing that God is there and he is able to take you through those times where you feel like there's no answer. You feel like there's no direction to turn. You feel like there's no resources left. And yet um, when God provides, you know for sure. You know you, know you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, God did That's right. We, you know, we, we saw some things this weekend. I guess we've just been talking, but we, we saw pe- God bring people into the services this weekend that was, it had to be the hand of God. Right. Otherwise, it would have been considered coincidence. Well, because we often, the, you know, they, they, they just, these are, yes. these are people that had struggled with, with drug abuse. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, they didn't even live in the area and mm-hmm. just walked in. And so, yeah, I mean, God does work. Okay, one more thing, or else before we leave this idea of when we run out of resources, it may be the very place where God works. Um, to me, it all comes down to who we're depending on. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there's all those sayings when you get to the end of your rope, tie a knot. Well, the, you know, that's the idea of what we can do. And, and I, I, I'm, not, I'm not denigrating that. I mean, obviously, if there's something we can do, we can do it. But <clears throat> when I get to the end of my rope, am I depending on me or am I depending mm-hmm. on God? And this, this whole thing of God stepping in and his moment of power meeting our moment of need mm-hmm. really comes down to whether or not we depend on God. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm only halfway <laughs> more to come <laughs> to developing this sermon. So, God willing, uh, if you come on Wednesday night, you'll see what else the Lord showed me mm. as we as we get ready for this weekend. Uh, not, not the weekend, but as we get ready for Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mary Alice, once again, would you pray for us, please? Yes, let's pray. <clears throat> oh, Father, we come to you. Uh, really, we're utterly bankrupt on our own in our own human strength, Father, and we need you. We need you for every breath we breathe. We need you for every step we take. We need you to guide our thoughts and our words. And Father, we need you desperately. We need you because you love us and because you know what's ahead of us before we get there. And uh, Father, you you have the power when we have no power. And, and we just thank you, Father, for loving us, first of all. But we want to come to you because you told us to come to you. We want to come to you um, knowing that we, we have nothing to bring. But we're uh, asking you to come into our lives and into our situations and into our great need, um, into where we're hurting, into where we're out of resources, just like in in this story. And, Father, that you would miraculously provide in the way that only you can. Uh, Thank you, Father, for your abundant uh, answers to our prayer. And for each and every individual, each and every family that's watching or listening this morning, I just pray special blessing on them. Guide them through this day, Father. Show yourself powerful. Wrap them in the arms of your love. Draw them close to you. May we know your presence and may we see your power in our lives. We'll be careful to give you all the honor and glory and praise. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us on Noah's Window today. God willing, we'll be back tomorrow. God bless. See you soon.